Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Back here on Follow the Money, get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, VSIN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus, get a 100% match on the first deposit up to $200 with wagering at more than 300 tracks and AI assisted picks. The First Bet app is the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport with secure payments, attentive customer service, and a reliable website. Details at slash horses. Sign up now. Another thing. That is like a hidden talent of yours, by the way. Yes. Not just Puckstradamus, but you love the ponies as I well. I am. I actually had a tremendous Breeders' Cup. Uh, shout out to all the connections that won Flightline. You know, may go down as one of the greatest horses of our lifetime. Now retired, going to stud. So, yeah, I, I'm big into the horses. I love the ponies. I may even play a little bit this weekend, maybe. There we go. Yeah. I went to Del Mar this summer. It's like heaven the on surf earth. surf meets the turf. Absolutely. Uh, Stormy Bonantoni and Sean King with you. Welcome into hour two of Follow the Money. Um, continuing some of our big NFL quarterback news. There were so many moves yesterday, and now it appears Matthew Stafford kind of assumed that this was going to be the case here, dealing with his second concussion of the season. He has been ruled out. So, with our guy John Walford also dealing with a neck injury. Bryce Perkins, third stringer, is going to be the starting quarterback for the Rams this week. They are getting 15 and a half now at the Kansas City Chiefs. Is this college? Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> like, how do you get a number like that on the defending Super Bowl champion? They're three and seven. Yeah, this season was doomed from the start, Stormy. Stafford's never been right. Remember, he sat out all the preseason. Uh, with what they thought was a minor elbow injury. We saw him in the opener, and what we thought was going to be maybe a prerequisite for a Super Bowl rematch, Rams versus Bills, 
Bills look like they were ready for the 2022 season. The Rams did not. Nothing has changed as we sit mm-hmm. 11 weeks into the NFL season. So that injury list is getting longer and longer in Los Angeles. You have to wonder at what point does Sean McVay just say, let's punt on the season. Let's get Stafford. Let's get Cooper Cup. Let's get everybody healthy for next year. That was kind of my thought as soon as I saw the concussion news. I was like, okay, you should probably just shut Matt Stafford down at this point. Move on. This season is a wash. You've dropped four straight games, six of your last seven. The lone win in that time against the Carolina Panthers, which isn't exactly something to write home about. It's been tough. This season may not seem significant, but there were some people out there who were talking Stafford and Hall of Fame after winning the Super Bowl last year. That conversation has now gone away. So next year is going to be a big year for Matthew. Yeah, um, another quarterback that people usually – talk really really well out about for half of a season then it goes away hasn't even gotten any of that talk this year is Kyler Murray Um, but he is looking to get the start he's expected to be back from the hamstring this week as the Arizona Cardinals take on the Chargers I know we kind of joked about fading the Chargers this week because of Brandon Staley's Thanksgiving food choices breaded cauliflower what is that Brandon Staley not good um, but what do you make of Kyler Murray's return here and how does that impact your view on the game you know I'll just be honest with me. I just want to see Hard knocks this week. Didn't they fire the offensive line coach in uh, Mexico? I mean, what's yeah. going on in Arizona? Like, this is just – is this reality TV? Like, I, I don't think the team really believes in Kyler. I don't think the team believes in this season. I think there are going to be massive changes as we move forward. If there was a game where I would back the Cardinals, I don't think this is it because I think the Chargers feel like they're still in contention. Like, they still have playoff – I think dreams. So I'm leaning the Chargers in this game, especially Chargers first half. If you notice a trend, Chargers have a lot of injuries, so they don't have a lot of depth. So in the first half against San Francisco, uh, in the first half against Kansas City, they were outstanding. And then it seemed like they wore down in the second half and couldn't hold those leads. So I think I'm going to play Chargers first half in this game because I expect Justin Herbert and that crew to Mm -hmm. come out and and get off to a really good start. No, I think that's a good play. They are clearly – the better team in the spot in Arizona has been so bad at home. And I don't know why that's been a trend for them lately, but one in four, I believe in Arizona this season, like you can't have that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, I just think there's gonna be a lot of change yeah. in Arizona. Uh, it won't be the quarterback cause he's paid and he's not going anywhere. So, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, I love that house out there. If it goes up for sale, maybe I'll make an offer. <laughs> okay. Um, Lamar Jackson was held out of practice yesterday dealing with a hip injury, but John Harbaugh did tell reporters that he should be fine to play this Sunday against the Jaguars. Ravens laying three and a half at Jacksonville, total 43 and a half. What's your view on this Baltimore team right now? Because I thought last week against the Panthers, they – they should have dominated that game. There's no excuse that they didn't. They did end up nearing getting the cover, which I'm thankful they didn't because I did have the Panthers plus 13 and a half last week, and I would have been very frustrated if that would have gone away after them being terrible all game. But how are you evaluating this Baltimore team right now? It's it's Last week has thrown me for a bit of a loop. Well, they're extremely talented. I mean, you're talking about a linebacking core, Justin Houston, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith. Tyus Bowser added Jason Pierre-Paul to already what was, at least on paper, one of the most talented secondaries in football. So I always try and look from the optimistic side first. They were outstanding on defense versus the Panthers. Held the Panthers to a field goal. That's hard to do in this league with today's rules. So give them hats off and credit for that. They got Mark Andrews back on offense, which is kind of what 
was fascinating to me. They could not find success. And I think a lot of it comes down to right now, I don't think Lamar Jackson's extremely efficient. He's super talented. He can be unbelievably spectacular, but he's not playing efficient quarterback. I always say this, and, I, and I've coached quarterbacks before. I actually coached the player of the year in the American Athletic Conference, Quentin Flowers. And my thing with Quentin Storm was always you got to make the layups. Like in basketball, there might not be a lot of people who can cross you over, you know, shoot the step back three, but most people should be able to get in the layup line and go and make a layup. And as a quarterback, when the guy's open in the flat, when the guy runs a double move, he's open down the field, you have to make the layups. And when I watch Lamar, he's missing too many layups. So very correctable, but it's something that if the Ravens are serious about making a run at the 2022 Super Bowl, Lamar's got to correct that. I'm just bummed because I know that my Lamar Jackson MVP ticket is it's dead, dead yeah. and buried. Hashtag no shot. I loved that <laughs> bet, though. Even for like the first few weeks of the season, I was riding so high, feeling so good about myself. Crash and burn. You know what, though, Stormy? To be honest, if you already have a ticket on anyone for the MVP, who's the runaway person right now? Just Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, you probably could make an argument for Kelsey, if not Mahomes, but... If for some reason Mahomes and the Chiefs went on the downswing for a while, for MVP, yeah, you mean of the Bears? <laughs> what? I didn't say Justin Fields. God, that was an oh, an interesting thing though. There were people that were making an argument for Justin Fields for Offensive Player of the Year, even though he like isn't winning any games at all. But because of what he's been able to do with his legs, I, I don't I just understand. Don't, I, that I don't argument. get how the NFL maybe most athletic. I don't get how the NFL MVP is not the offensive player of the year when it's an offensive player. That yeah. still is something then that baffles me. Offensive player of the year is like the reward for the non-quarterback, right. typically. Well, then just call it that. Call it the best offensive player that doesn't play quarterback. Because <laughs> well, Cooper Cup won offensive player of the year last year, but MVP was Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Right. It's... it's, it's Kind of like it doesn't make sense. They just didn't want it to be all about the quarterback. They wanted to give some other position players some love. I understand. Don't play it, a hate. But you should <laughs> stop playing hating. Have you? Have we... I'd be offended if I won MVP and didn't win Offensive Player of the Year. Like, what are you trying to tell me? What if like Patrick Mahomes won MVP and then Jalen Hurts won Offensive Player of the Year? I will give you like, a. Hey, he had a really good year. If you're but... in the futures, I will give you a dark horse candidate for NFL MVP. Buy some Tua stock. With the way the Dolphins are trending, with as explosive as they've you been on offense. You think he can leapfrog Absolutely, Mahomes? man. With those two wide receivers, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and what they're doing, they have an outstanding group of running backs as well. Raheem Mostert, they added Wilson Jr. from San Francisco. This offense is as good as any offense in the National Football League. Think about this. They go on, they win that division over the Buffalo Bills. Tua stays healthy, plays at the level he's playing at. You can make a legit argument that he deserves it and that Six plus six fifty. Yeah, it's worth a little shot. Has an opportunity this week to really, you know, go off against the Texans. What did you make of that thirteen and a half number? I feel like I would lay anything with Miami at this point. Well, my thing is game. Miami's the defense Texans is are just terrible. So bad. Yeah, but the Miami defense is awful. All right. I'm not laying anything with them. Uh, they gotta get. I didn't bet it, this game, but I like. I seriously, seriously thought about it, and I do have it in my contest plays. I was it, like, let's it, just go. Here's what's unbelievable: the Miami Dolphins. Brian Flores needed Mike McDaniel, and Mike McDaniel needs Brian Flores. Yeah. <laughs> if they were on the same staff, Miami would have a chance. Miami's mm. terrible on defense. Uh, one quarterback swap that we kind of glossed over a little bit earlier: Sam Darnold getting his first start of the season. Baker Mayfield sitting down. Panthers a one and a half, uh, getting one and a half against the Broncos this week. That's a total that just talking about a number that's plummeting thirty six. 
the total in this game. Um, it's going to be ugly no matter what. But do you like the change to Darnold? Because at least like with Baker, if he's not getting the snaps, you don't have to pay him as much. I mean, I really feel like if I go outside of Circa back here on uh, what's this street called? Fremont Street and run some sprints, I might be able to make a comeback. It's some bad quarterbacks going to put the helmet on this weekend. And Sam Darnold's one of them. So last year, I remember just feeling terrible for him because he started off the season so well. They go three and zero, and then just proceed to fall off a cliff after that. And like you thought that, hey, maybe the change of scenery would do this guy good. It didn't. He then he loses the job to Baker Mayfield, not even outplaying PJ Walker when he came back from injury. It's a whole thing. Like I, I don't know what we're gonna get with him. And this is gonna pain me, but as bad as the Broncos have been on offense, Nathaniel Hackett looks in over his head. Russell Wilson looks Their like defense has been he's great. way past his prime. They've been outstanding on defense, even post Bradley Chubb trade. So I think the Broncos find a way to win this. It's gonna be an ugly game, not something that you want to rewatch or you want to tape. But I, I, I like the Broncos, which I have not said much this year. On a. On Sunday, when I'm like scrolling through the initial lines and everything, I go, the Broncos favored. Why are they favored over anybody? Oh, it's Carolina, yeah. which is rough. And I hate to say that. Like, I used to work for the Carolina Panthers. I love the organization. I want good things for them. Ain't happening. It's happening. Um, we're going <laughs> to step aside. Lots of great stuff still to come, though. We'll give you the lowdown on all of the Thanksgiving Day games. We've got the Egg Bowl. We've got World Cup. Don't miss it. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at 5000 bucks in weekly prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em to join the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment, 21 and up only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly, especially this holiday season, because I know y'all are going to be getting into the booze cabinet today for good reason. Football, food, family, alcohol. That's the way it really actually goes. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Yeah, someone add cigars in there, but yeah. See, I always tell my family I need to liquor them up so that my food tastes better. If you leave me in charge of cooking, then you need to handle your business. Really? <laughs> yes. I don't try. I'm a baker. Why are they trusting me with food? I don't understand. Well, you should tell them to bring a dish. I do that as well, but I have a big family. So, like, that's a big Italian family. We got a lot of stuff going on. If I ever go somewhere else for Thanksgiving, like, I always have, like, my wife cook something that she knows I like just in case I get there and, you know, my initial taste buds aren't in tune with, with whatever's going on at that particular venue. That's smart. Yeah. I like where your head's at. We got three games coming up tonight today in the NFL beginning at 9:30 Pacific, 12:30 Eastern. Bills Lions, Giants Cowboys, Patriots Vikings. And so with that, got a couple you, I know you're targeting mostly props today. Mm-hmm. So here is a prop for the day. Who do you think is going to be the highest scoring team? The Buffalo Bills are your favorite minus 115, the Cowboys Three to one, Vikings plus seven fifty, Lions also plus seven fifty, Pat sixteen to one, Giants twenty two to one. Well, the so, safe play, of course, is the Bills. Um And that's how you know the Giants are given no shot to win today, by the way. I know, right? Zero. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't be surprised, Giants outright today. Just remember Sean King here or Beeson told blasted you, by twenty. It, it would not surprise me if they win this game outright. I think the, the value here is the Vikings at plus seven fifty. I mean they have the offensive weaponry. They're at home. I know the Patriots in some circles are viewed as an elite defense. I think more of it is because of Belichick's reputation than actually them shutting down some of the top offenses this year that they faced. 
I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings end up in the, the, the low 30s in this game. Is that enough to usurp what Buffalo could potentially do to Detroit, especially with Okuda being out on that Lions defense? That's, that's the thing a, that a frustrates me is like because the equation. Lions defense has been playing better lately, but then you see a loss like that knowing the wide receiver options that we have there for Buffalo, and it's a little bit dicey. Yeah, and they kind of eat you up. Like they like to throw the ball down the field. Like I said, Josh Allen hasn't thrown – over two touchdowns since, uh, I think, like early October. By the way, if you're into player props, something that I love in this Buffalo-Detroit game is Josh Allen over two-and-a-half touchdown passes. I think it sits at plus 150. I also love Gabe Davis over 54-and-a-half receiving yards and also Jamal Williams anytime touchdown. So those are three opportunities that I'm going to attack to try and make some money, pay for all these turkeys in this ham. <laughs> there you go. Let's look at the the lowest-scoring side of things here the Giants obviously the favorite we basically just see these odds reversed Mm -hmm. um, in the plus money side of things but okay if the Giants are not the lowest scoring team who is it because in my mind like I have to go Patriots here if I had if you forced me to put my money on somebody I would go Pats maybe the Lions uh, the Lions are a very high scoring team like in this game today Bills and Lions both top eight offenses in terms of points per game but Buffalo does have a pretty good defense. Like, I could see that maybe if you're looking for one of the higher value options. But Patriots, for me, force me to pick. Yeah, I, I don't love the Vikings on defense. It's probably when I think they're one of their bigger deficiencies. Uh, this is a difficult yeah, one Patriots for me. the Patriots are just so I mean, if, if, you think, if you think the Giants have a chance to win today, they're not going to win in a shootout. They're going to have to win an old-fashioned run Saquon left, run Saquon right, uh, utilize the QB run game with Daniel Jones, play field position, huddle up, don't go up-tempo. So are you going Cowboys on me right now? I'm just saying when you look at the the, the, the well, menu, okay. you need to talk if you want to wanna take a shot. Talk me through this. Why are you so high on the Giants right now, despite them having, I believe, six starters dealing with injuries and likely not to play. Well, because we've seen this movie, Dallas looks terrible against Green Green Bay, blows it. Vikings win this scintillating, entertaining game versus Buffalo. Come back, Dallas is favored. Dallas blows the Vikings but out. Like we, the, the, the Bills. You don't think Dallas already Bills, had their letdown against Green Bay? The Bills go to the Jets with Zach Wilson at quarterback and completely lay down. Like, we've seen it all season. So this would be in line. I just feel like the Cowboys learned their lesson. They already had their Hey, listen, I'm not trying to convince anyone to take the Giants today. All I'm simply saying (laughs) is don't be surprised if the Giants. This is a fourth-quarter game and the Giants win this. I'm just saying don't be surprised. So we are here at Circa in Las Vegas, um, and the Circa Survivor Contest is insanity they're down to just 74 entries remaining and thanksgiving these three games today are their own separate week so (sighs) today's gonna get pretty intense for some folks we have 44 people that have put their entries on the buffalo bills today Mm -hmm. 21 on the cowboys so 62 of the 74 remaining entries are on those two big favorites and there are some folks that took a shot in that Vikings-Pats game. Nine entries on the Vikings and 4.1%, three people taking the Pats. Yeah, I mean, if to get involved in Patriots-Vikings, you had to not have had Cowboys-Bills available. Right. I feel really good about the Bills. I was super shocked that only 41 of 74 
actually utilize the Bills here. We had Derek Stevens on uh, the show that I host regularly, Visa Primetime, yesterday, Stormy, and he said I think only 49 of the 74 people had the Bills available. So it looks like eight of those 49, which the statistic is right there, eight of those 49 decided not to use the Bills, which I don't know why you would have held the Bills if you weren't going to play them today. So I think the Bills sold up. I'm telling you, I don't want to root against the 21 people that have the Cowboys. There's just, I I don't know if I'm the rock, but I smell something cooking (laughs) in that Dallas Giants game. 73 people had Detroit. Not a soul decided that they were going to. Yeah, use it's probably that not the today. right time. You know, <laughs> this cute little deal. But, so it wasn't. We fell in love doing hard knocks. People they want trying to restore the roar, but when you're playing for six million dollars, straight keep it going, DC. Boy, Dan Campbell, my guy. That would ruin a whole lot of Thanksgiving I meals know. if at nine a.m. this morning the Lions get out on the Bills. It was an interesting breakdown of like people that had to decide between Dallas or Buffalo. Eleven people had both teams at their disposal. 14 had used Buffalo but not Dallas, 27 the other way around using Dallas and not Buffalo, and then 22 had both, um, uh, excuse me, had both available. 11 had used both Buffalo and Dallas, excuse me. So that's unfortunate. Like if you're forced to have to pick somebody else because you had already had both of those. It's interesting. If I was alive and I had all six teams and I had two entries, I would have played one on the Patriots, one on the Vikings, and then rooted for the Giants and Lions. Because I know the majority of the contestants were going to be uh, Bills, Cowboys. And there are four entries, and I don't know how they're split um, here. We'll find out come later on this week how they elected to do this. But I believe four entries had, or so, sorry, four people had two entries. So and how they, they split it. Do you go all in? Do you pick two different teams? Do you do the same game and just make sure that you win and you get out of Thanksgiving? I personally, and, and the, the difficult thing, Stormy, is Sunday in, in three days is a whole nother week. So yes. depending on what you have left, that plays into it. I will say this. Uh, they have gotten to the point in Survivor where you should start hedging because the uh, value of each entry right now sits at about $80,000. Yep. Derek Stevens told us. The intrinsic value, right. yeah. So there is something to playing the Bills, and then playing the Lions money line in real life. So if you lose, at least you're capitalizing because each week you get closer to the $6 million prize. Actually, I think there's one entry. Um, I think it's Private Plane Fred is the name of the entry that has the Rams and Bengals both available still, which is an extra million-dollar bonus if you get to the end of Survivor and have not used the previous year's Super Bowl contestants. Ooh. How long did you last in Survivor this year? I was knocked out. Um, I took the Ravens at the Giants. Ravens were up 10 with the ball in the fourth, and Lamar Jackson laid down. And if I ever bump into him, I'm going to ask him why did he throw that red zone interception. I just remember thinking of you because I believe we were actually filling in on this show together when we were talking about it, and you said you were going to fade the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, that didn't work. As long as you could. It was the Falcons. So that's how I knew you had multiple entries. Oh, yeah. I I, I ended up getting three. And I, I I did pretty good. I got to um, Ravens, Giants, what was that, like week seven, eight, yeah. something like that. So I dodged a lot of bullets. I should have took the Rams that week. I had mapped it out. I'd still be alive. But so is life. Last year I got to week 10, and I lost on that uh, Steelers tie where Big Ben got COVID and didn't start after we had to submit our picks already. And then this week I was like, okay, I'm coming back. This is the year. And I lost week one. That's awesome. I lost week freaking one. 
on the San Francisco 49ers. Well, you didn't fool yourself for long. Unbelievable. So <laughs> my life sucks. Um, really wish I was one of the 74 people in contention here today, but good luck to those of you out there. Don't go anywhere. More to come here on VSIN. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Remember that you don't have to wait until after Turkey Day to score a Black Friday deal with VSIN. New VSIN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VSIN store. With VSIN Pro access, you get a daily recap of the top plays made from VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that you see where the money and bets are moving for every single game. Deep dive daily betting reports, plus our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. The VSIN store is a great place to shop for VSIN sports betting hats shirts, mugs, other great gear. I have the Brent Musburger Jackpot Baby t-shirt. Don't be a moron. Put more on it. All great stuff. vcin.com slash subscribe. It's a limited Black Friday offer. So get in there ASAP. Stormy Bond and Tony and Sean King with you here on Follow the Money this morning at Circa Resort and Casino. Get into a little bit of college football action today because it's Egg Bowl time, baby. Mississippi State and Ole Miss going head-to-head. This line has moved toward Mississippi State getting to the total bet up now to 61. So odds makers think there are going to be a lot of points in this one. Do you agree? I absolutely think think this is going to be the most arena football-like game (laughs) of rivalry weekend. And here's why, Stormy. I don't think either one of these coaches will be at their respective program come Monday morning. Lane Kiffin is taking the Auburn job, and I think Mike Leach is retiring as the head coach of Mississippi State after the Egg Bowl. So I think these are going to be two programs that are going to be in a transitional period. So okay. I so to finish the point, I think it's gonna be YOLO from start to finish. I wouldn't be surprised. I wish I could find a prop bet under two and a half punts. I think they're going for it on fourth down. I think we're gonna see onside kicks. I'm just all the stops are gonna be pulled out in this game. I just think both coaches are gonna go out playing the way that they both want to play. They're going to live on the edge. So that sounds like you think the, the line move toward the total is appropriate. That Absolutely. That it keeps growing because you yes. think it's going to be a shootout Absolutely. type of a game. Yes. I'm upset because I was fully ready to unload on Ole Miss this week before the Lane Kiffin stuff came out. And I'm like, okay, well, if his team thinks that his head coach has got one foot out the door, I'm not sure how motivated I'm going to be to play for a guy. And so now I'm like a little bit unsure about what I want to do with this. So I'm just staying away from the side altogether, which I'm sad because I really wanted to bet this game. But instead, now I have 18, 19 year olds that probably play, aren't going to be I'm gonna play as over. dialed in. I'm going to go over in this game. I Even just, with it bet up, you yeah, still think? Yeah, I just both coaches are going to live on the edge. They're going to see double passes, trick plays. So why is Lane going out of his way to call out the reporter who said that he was taking the Auburn job? Well, a lot of times what happens in really these situations when it leaks that someone's taking a job, uh, there's been a lot of principles and points agreed upon contractually, but there are some things that they're probably still trying to decide upon. Like I think one of the big things for Lane is what role is Cadillac Williams going to play if he gets to Auburn? Cadillac's a former Auburn Tiger. He was the only holdover from Gus Malzone to Brian Harson. He's been appointed to interim head coach. He's done an outstanding job. He's someone that Auburn wants to keep. 
as the new coach comes in. Maybe Lane wants to bring his own guys. Maybe that's a point of contention. Maybe so. Maybe still, it's, it's guaranteed that. money. Maybe it's salary pool. You know, maybe it's something where Lane's trying to just put it out there. Like ah, I don't quite know yet. But I just feel like, I don't know, and granted, Lane's a different type of guy. He's going to do what he's going to do. Facts. But I don't know why you go out of your way on social media to make it appear as if you're going but to stay. But we see it all the time, right? Knowing that you're not going At to. At least he didn't blatantly come out saying he's not going anywhere. He Correct. said, I haven't signed Which I thought was a very Auburn yet. important Right. The contract, here, I haven't, fellas, but I hadn't signed it yet. Womp womp. Also, Deion Sanders apparently offered the job at Colorado. What'd you make of that? Uh, I think Deion's better than that job. I kind of would shy away a little bit from. Uh, Don't do it, Coach Prime. Well, the conference is in a, a transition period. They're losing Southern Cal and UCLA, who are going to the Big Ten. So you hate to go to Colorado and the Pac 12 dissolves, you know. So I think he'll get a bigger job. By the way, shout out to uh, Julian Edlow from uh, DraftKings Content Specialist. Hit us up. Love He's tuned in this morning, so appreciate you supporting myself and Stormy as we fill in my for guy. Mitch and Paulie yes. on Follow the Money. Love Julian. By what the a way, guy. I'm following my heart for those just tuning in. My alma mater, the Tulane Green Wave. <laughs> we should be on it. a plane right now, Stormy, headed to Cincinnati. Big game, Nippert Stadium this weekend. I can't wait. So, okay, well, let's get into that game again because it is rivalry week which is the hardest thing to say in all of sports i feel like <laughs> but uh tulane getting one at nippert stadium in cincinnati where the bearcats have won 32 straight at home it is the second longest home win streak to only clemson um now i know something that you were talking about coming into this this line has shifted because of question marks with cincinnati's quarterback ben bryant and the foot injury that he sustained anything that you're you're hearing or any thought process that that Gives you going into this game? Uh, I think it changes a lot because uh, Prater, the backup, is more of a running quarterback than Brian is. So it's something different that they have to prepare for. Uh, I fully anticipate in these situations, if Ben Bryant can walk, he's going to attempt to play. Now, how effective he'll be, we'll find it out. But listen, Tulane's got the best defense in the conference. Don't forget, we took this defense to Manhattan, Kansas, and completely shut down a Kansas State Wildcat team that will be playing in the Big 12 championship. So they've proven they can go on the road and play at an elite level. I think this game comes down to our quarterback, mm -hmm. Mr. Pratt. If Pratt plays like he's capable of, I think Tulane wins this game, and I think they control it from start to finish. Sometimes he can be inconsistent. Sometimes I think he gets a little rattled under pressure. So that's my focal point early in the game. Is he calm when everything's chaotic? But I'm rolling with my alma mater. Hopefully we can get it done. Hopefully I can book a flight to the great city of New Orleans next weekend <laughs> as Tulane will host the American Athletic Conference title game versus Central Florida that's in New the, Orleans. That's the crazy thing about this game, though, is because both – I mean, Tulane's had such a great season. They win this game. They host the American Championship. They lose. They're done. Yeah. They're out. So, and this will be a big title, like because mm -hmm. this is the last year that the AAC has the big dogs. Correct. Because Cincinnati, Houston, Houston, Central Florida are leaving for the Big Twelve next year. So, this is for bragging rights. Like it's one thing to win the conference next year when you got the FAUs of the world, but it's another thing when you won it when it was still the. Power six, yeah. as it was labeled the last couple of years. So if you want to bet on something, uh, we don't have it available to us here in Nevada. But some places I've heard you can do player props in college. 
I know that portfolio is vast. However, Tulane has an exceptional player, Ty J. Spears. Tajay, I love yes. him. So if you have access back. to player props and you want to get involved in something in the Tulane Cincy game, take Ty J. Spears over his rushing yard total. We don't have access to it. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but he has gone over 100 yards, I think, in the last six contests. In- Incredible athlete, great kid, great player, somebody that you want to root for, all of the things. Um, And just to bump up your thought process on Tulane's defense and how good that they have been. Cincinnati has also allowed 23 sacks this season, so it could be a good opportunity to get to the quarterback in this one. Prater was on crutches at the end of that last game, so like maybe he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I hope they both sit. I hope they both sit, to be honest. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but there are a number of really, really good and important games coming up this weekend, um, especially with the updated rankings coming out and the top four not changing at all. So we know that Michigan-Ohio State game is going to be massive. Notre Dame-USC coming up, especially with LSU now sitting five. Initially, I was thinking that USC controlled their own destiny, but now maybe LSU controls their own destiny even more if they end up winning the SEC championship. So So much coming up here in these next two weeks as we figure out who's ultimately going to contend for this national championship. But as far as Michigan and Ohio State goes, um, what's your thought process in this game? I feel like I kind of have to throw out last week because it was such a clear look-ahead spot for both teams getting set for this rivalry game. Yeah, I mean, I think Ryan Day's had this game circled. Uh, There was a reason that he went out and changed coordinators after a 12-1 and season. Went out and brought in Jim Knowles, from Oklahoma State because he felt like they had to get better in that area. Oklahoma State is missing him. Right? Yes, absolutely. They don't look anything like the the stop unit they have under nose uh, there in Stillwater. But Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think, has been available to play. They've held him out to make sure that he didn't re-aggravate his injury and be ready for Michigan. Also, Michigan's dealing with some big injury concerns. Blake Corum. Uh, game time decision looks like Donovan Edwards, who didn't play last week versus Illinois. We still don't know if he's going to be available. That's the first and second string running back for a team that wants to run the ball, control time of possession, play field position. So if they can't do that, then I think they're in a lot of trouble. I'll, I'll say this. I I just got a feeling, Stormy, that Ohio State's going to spank them. Really? Yeah, I got a feeling it's going to be very similar to Georgia-Tennessee. See, I liked Michigan initially, but the question marks with Blake Corum, I just couldn't get there to actually place the bet. I was staring at it when it was at eight, and I was just, I don't know. He said that he's good to go, but his offensive lineman is out here saying, hey, we're going to you know, we're gonna be fine without him. Don't need to worry about it. If he, he's not going to be here. We got this. And Next because of the type of running back he is, if he's not it's 100%, critical. is he as effective? Yeah. Big questions, um, but an exciting week of college football. I am so much looking forward to it. We all also got the Civil War, although we can't call it that anymore, I guess. Oregon, yeah. Oregon State will Have be a some fun, fun one. Live a little. <laughs> Plenty more to come, though. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. 
And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Happy Thanksgiving from Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Feast on all of the action with Bet Rivers this holiday season. Football, hockey, hoops, the World Cup, and a whole lot more. There's so much to be thankful for with Bet Rivers. Check out the Thanksgiving Day promotions. They've got the football bet and get, first touchdown insurance, and single game parlay bet and get. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. Welcome back to Follow the Money, Stormy Bon and Tony and Super Bowl champ Sean King in the house filling in for Mitch and Paul as they get to enjoy their holiday. Sleep in a little bit. They deserve it. They've been hard at work. Yeah, I'm going to go grind away a little bit after the show. Go finish up helping prepare everything for Thanksgiving. What are your duties today? Stay out of the kitchen. 
You just say that you're going to help prepare, and then you tell me you couldn't that hear the you sarcasm in what I was saying. Not at all. Like I come from a very traditional like upbringing, like where my family in Tampa, it's probably about 150 people getting together today. Like we rent out like an event center, and that's like, awesome. So. I'm used to like a, a smorgasbord of options for Thanksgiving. So we kind of are doing it a little bit. Like we're going over uh, one of Faith's best friend's house and we're going to like bring some dishes and they're cooking some dishes. So it should be a good time. Okay, fun. And obviously yeah. you're going to be watching the games today. Keep a very keen eye on the three matchups this afternoon. And I, I know you're looking at specific game props, but there are a lot of prop betting options that kind of like Span the whole day. Mm -hmm. So let's look at some of these. Um, most passing yards on Thanksgiving. Our guy Josh Allen is the favorite in this spot as expected. I mean, similarly, the Bills looking like when we put up that prop earlier today on the highest scoring team, largely because it's going to be led by this guy um, against the Lions <clears throat> here. Who do you think might have an edge? So this is a difficult one to predict simply because game flow storm is going to play a huge role in this, and by game flow, I mean if the Bills go out and jump up to a 24-0 lead, the chances of Josh Allen throwing the ball 25 times in the second half is probably not high. For instance, if Daniel Jones and the Giants fall behind 17 and they're throwing the ball every down, like so there's some variance in this. Um, so now you're looking for value. So I think Jared Goff at plus 400 represents some value. The Lions are a team that have, kind of been in a come-from-behind situation a lot this year. They've shown that they won't quit, that they'll steep, still go two-minute offense down double uh, digits in the fourth quarter. So you can see a lot of garbage yards from Jared Goff. So I think 4-1 to is a good price. Jared Goff is somebody that I wasted my money putting a bet in on, like, in the early season for him to lead the league in passing yards. <laughs> I mean, where is he right for now? For a one-off day, not bad. They've had a couple bad weeks, but, I mean, he's been pretty consistent. He's, he's got to be averaging – yeah, about what about right about 300 270 let me guess 275 a game passing is what he's averaging 245. Okay, a little bit high but somewhere in the neighborhood. In yeah. that neighborhood. Yeah, he's got 2442 total pass yards to this point, but good for him. He was like top 3 for a good chunk of time and I was feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. Eh, they got better on defense and some of their games changed. Cuz early in the season they were Scoring 30, giving up 40. So, I mean, yeah, kinda... I always just like stare at that Lions-Seattle game. But how is that even possible as a final score? But yeah. um, Okay, but now who are they going to be passing the ball to for the receiving yards on Thanksgiving prop? Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs tied at 4-1. to one. I already told you I have the Diggs prop in pocket. That is also like for my show, our bets giving bet. Because yesterday on our show – Okay, we came up with this really fun, unique prop, but apparently it breaks the rules of the contest, mm -hmm. so we couldn't ultimately do it. What we were going to try to do, because game theory for Betsgiving, we wanted to get out ahead of everybody and just see if we could get a long shot that cashes and make everybody go on their heels. Um, so we were looking at the Bills-Lions game because it's such a high total, 54.5. Let's do this 14-to-1 prop where we have both teams – need to score a touchdown and a field goal in each half. Mm -hmm. Thought that was actually kind of doable. It's such a high total John game. Goulet was hating on you, man. <laughs> they did not They did not like our idea, so we couldn't we do that. We heard about your idea. Everybody got my, an email. On my group chat with uh, Tim Murray and Britton, uh, our, our producer we for decent prime time. No, we talked about it because we were like, if Stormy and 
Matt hit there fourteen to one. I mean, we can't catch up. That so we were trying to thought. factor into like how we were going to attack bets giving. Ultimately, we said our job is to help people cash tickets. So we're going with Gabe Davis over fifty four and a half receiving yards. Yeah. Not a juicy play, but one that I will play myself today. If you're just tuning in, I also like Josh Allen over two and a half. Passing touchdowns, I think it sits at plus 150, and I like Jamal Williams yeah. anytime touchdown pass. But as we were talking about the wide receiver prop for most receiving yards, yeah. So we did Stefan Diggs. That was okay. that was the alternate since okay. we couldn't do the 14 to one prop in the game. We said, okay, what's another way we can attack it and still have a good plus money option here? So we did Diggs to have the most receiving yards on the day targeting a lot of what we were mentioning earlier with the Lions starting corner out. And these options are on BetMGM and DraftKings. So if you have either one of those apps, this is something they're offering today. Which wide receiver has the most receiving yards over all three of the games combined? I do think there's some value there sitting at 20 to 1 with the Giants' Darius Slayton. You are all over the New York football Giants today. I'm just today. saying, Stormy, no Wondell Robinson, no Sterling Shepard. Uh, Richie James has been injured. He's game-time decision. Who else are they going to throw the ball gonna, to? I mean, I'm going to be rooting for you at this point. Because... <clears throat> I'm just saying, who else are they going to throw the ball to? Anytime touchdown, Darius Slayton is plus 300. He has a touchdown catch in two of the last four games. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. You don't think Justin Jefferson's going to go off today? I think he'll have the most targets, so I think he's live. Okay. The favorites are the favorites for a reason. Mm -hmm. Rushing yards, similarly, Saquon Barkley, um, the favorite here, plus 350. Dalvin Cook, plus 390. Tony Pollard, 5-1. to one. I do like that one. Do not waste your money on Zeke Elliott at 15-1. to one. I will say that. Maybe if you – like, touchdown props, absolutely. Do whatever you want to do for Zeke because he's the guy that they use in the red zone at the goal-to-go situations, but – the, the it's one, the Tony Pollard show now. They've officially made that transition, and it's for the better. What did DeAndre Swift do? He's been healthy the last two weeks, only has five carries and six carries, respectively, in the last two games. Is he, he still just dealing with the injury? I don't think so, year? man. I think it's a combination of him potentially being in the doghouse there in Detroit and Jamal Williams being productive. But DeAndre Swift's a more talented back, so he's sitting there at 65-1, to 1. Is there a chance that he gets back to being the DeAndre Swift that we know he's capable of? I like, I like to take shots when it I comes to these that. kind of things. Yeah, like let's – I mean, if you go big or go home, right? That's saying something that Daniel Jones has shorter odds than DeAndre Swift. What world are we <laughs> like, living in right, right now? <laughs> like, come on. But I would say if you're not a guy that likes to take shots, you want something that's more likely to happen. Dalvin Cook's in at plus 390. Last week, against a really good Cowboy defense, he still rushed for 72 yards on 11 carries. Didn't really play any in the second half. So I could see that Vikings rushing attack having some success today as the Patriots try and double cover Justin Jefferson to contain the Vikings I know passing we, attack. I know we touched on it a little bit earlier um, with, the Vi with, sorry, with the New York Giants injury issues, especially up front. <laughs> any concern when it comes to Saquon getting his this week or today – because of those offensive line issues? Uh, I think that's definitely a concern. Uh, it's hard for me to see Saquon being limited two weeks in a row. Lions did a great job last week. I think he rushed for under 30 yards, if I'm not mistaken. So knowing Brian Dable like I do, I'm sure he'll have a great plan. But the Cowboys did a great job early in the season when the game was in New York of limiting uh, mm -hmm. Saquon's effectiveness. So I probably wouldn't touch him, not at that price. I need to get a little better return on my investment because – 
the Giants are shorthanded from a talent standpoint offensively. I'm a little bit disappointed that there wasn't more today that I liked from a side and total perspective. Like, I get so geeked up for these games, and as soon as we're off of the air, I'm, I do like a pizza money parlay when on these special days and stuff like that. Okay. So I'm going to try to piece something together after the show for fun. And I just have no idea what I do. I feel like I'm going to like close my eyes and... See, just I've kind of gotten to the point, point now. The, the double-digit spreads don't do it for me. Yeah, but I've gotten to the point, cashing a ticket is cashing a ticket. Like, if you like the side, let's like, just say you were really strong on Buffalo or you're really strong on Detroit, it's still minus 110. So why not be just as strong on Gabe Davis over 54 and a half yards receiving yeah. and you still get in the same return? So that's why I've decided to look at it. They're going to offer player props. And then... The way that I attack sides and totals now in games where I don't have a strong pre-flop opinion is in-game, live betting. Yeah. And that's a VSIM pro tip. If you don't have a strong pre-flop opinion, wait till the game starts. Get a better feel for, is Saquon going to have a big game? Can they find gaps in that Dallas run defense where he can potentially make something happen and be successful? And then you get involved in uh, in-game. Yeah, VEASAN pro tips, actionable insights um, given out every hour here on the network, 20 of them every single day. They are searchable on the website by sport and by show, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Become a subscriber today. It is Turkey Day, and I am so excited. On In hour three, when we come back, we will go through all of the games once again. Um, and at some point... We're going to do a fun Thanksgiving food exercise Guess about, that I am really looking Talk about fun, to. Stormy. Our next guest, Nui Scruggs. I heard Jerry Jones is feeding the whole crowd. Ooh. Interested to see if that's real. It's game time, baby. And you're just lying there watching on the couch? Uh-uh. That's not going to cut it. You need to get in the game with Best Ever Sportsbook. There you go. Now you're live in the action. Live in game bets. Live player props. And live player props. And live player props. And live player props. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math and Magic Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.